Our patron program is our biggest contributor to offset the expenses of this podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has chosen to donate. It keeps us pushing forward on this mission. I appreciate it more than you know. To become a patron member, if you're not one yet, click the link in the bio. And I am incredibly grateful for your support. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Clinging to the breadcrumbs. Have you ever said, but we have had some good times together. Remember that one day when, or remember that one time? Are you building an intimate relationship on breadcrumbs? I know I did. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast, and I'm going to share a little more today from my own personal experience. You know, I had been married for 17 years, and I knew that I was really frustrated. I knew that things were not right. We had two boys. Their ages at the time were 15 and 13. My husband was verbally and emotionally abusive, and these two boys were paying a high price. You know, our oldest was extremely angry. Our youngest was quite insecure. They had paid a high price for the verbal garbage that had come out of my husband's mouth. For years, I had talked with my husband about the way he interacted with them, as well as how he interacted with me. I tried. I tried so many different directions to get him to understand. But no matter how much we talked or what was said, nothing ever changed. You know, sure, we had some good times together. I won't deny that. We had some evenings that were successful and happy. We had some times that were, you know, we were playing together as a family and everything was good. We had the occasional weekends where his anger stayed in check and he actually interacted in a good way. But I came to the realization that I was hanging on to those just rare times pretending that this was our reality. I was desperately trying to build a marriage, a home, and raise kids around that illusion. I was hanging on to these little tiny breadcrumbs, convincing myself that this was the truth, that this was our world, this was reality, when it wasn't. These were breadcrumbs. The main meal that was being served, the main course, was anger and manipulation and gaslighting. That was my reality, but I hung on to these breadcrumbs. If you are here listening to me, then you also might be hanging on to those same breadcrumbs clinging to them, convincing yourself that this is reality, and trying to build a relationship on those breadcrumbs. I talk about these in another episode. The episode is titled No Reconciliation Ever with a Covert Narcissist. And you might want to listen to that one too, because I I tell you, there is no way to reconcile with somebody in in a relationship like this. And those breadcrumbs, that's not reality. And you're trying to, again, you're trying to build a marriage off of that. Well, these breadcrumbs, they make the situation worse. Because think about it. If they weren't really there, many of us would leave so much sooner. I truly believe I would have. I probably would not have ended up in the relationship in the first place. If those breadcrumbs weren't there, all I would have seen was the negativity. All I would have seen was the the manipulation and all of that. But these breadcrumbs, they give us hope. They give us positive memories to hold on to. You know, remember that day? Remember that time? They're positive times that we can talk about and we can dream about and we can enjoy and hold in our heart and be happy. But they are part of what keeps us hooked in these relationships for years or even decades. You know, I remember one day, well, when uh, I told my dad how frustrated I was in my marriage. 
And, and you have to understand something. My dad, uh, his background is he's a preacher. And he was so opposed to divorce. Like, that just, that was not uh, in the game plan, you know? And, and divorce was, they don't come more opposed to divorce than my own father. And at the time that I finally opened up to him, I have a good relationship with my dad. Shockingly, he told me that he'd seen these issues all along. He saw my husband's arrogance and his anger, his complete lack of compassion. He knew that our kids were suffering because of all of this, and he told me that I needed to start getting help. Wow. I was in shock. My dad is telling me this. My dad then tells me that I need to be getting financially independent, that I need to find a way to get out of this marriage. I couldn't believe it. So I did. I went to therapy. I've told some of this story in, I think, my very first episode here in the podcast. And, and I went to, I'll tell just briefly here, I went to a therapist and I wasn't in his office more than just a few minutes and he mentioned the word narcissism and then that door opened and we started talking about it. And without knowing my husband, he was describing my marriage. But, you know, then I spoke up and said, but narcissists, aren't they loud and boisterous and my husband is quiet and reserved. And so we had this whole conversation about narcissism coming in different shapes and styles. You know, uh, one's personality has a lot to do with this. He suggested I start doing some research, and I did. I dug in. I did all of this research, and and this research was wonderful. It was wonderful validation for how I was feeling. Maybe you're going through this too. You know, wow, finally somebody gets it. Somebody understands. I'm not alone. You finally feel like you've got some, some validation for how you're feeling and some understanding out there. But so what? Now I have this. I have this knowledge. Well, now what do I do? You know, I, I've been building this relationship on breadcrumbs and I'm realizing now that, that you know, you try to build a house on, on sand and that house is just going to collapse. I'm trying to build this home on breadcrumbs and, the, and this home is, is collapsing. And so what do I do? And, and I'll tell you one thing for sure. And I'm going to talk about this more in the future. Make sure, please, that you are journaling. Find a way to do it. For me, the easiest way to do it was I got on Google Docs and I um, used the voice recorder. So I spoke into the the phone, to my phone, and it typed it all in a Google Doc for me. So that if that's one way you can do it, whatever you need to do, start journaling. Start getting it off of you. Get it off of your head. When you write things down, you're, it's like you're giving your brain permission to forget, to not have to hang on to that memory. Like if you've got a grocery list, you've got a grocery list and, and you're trying to memorize it. Okay, I've got it. I've got that grocery list. And you head to the grocery store and you're still, your mind's trying to, desperately to hang on to that grocery list. But if you write it down, you're giving your mind permission to let it go. I no longer have to memorize it because I can read it. So, so write this stuff down, write what's going on, speak it into a voice recorder, write it down because then your mind will let it go. Like when you're trying to do all this research, you're trying to remember, okay, I feel this way because he did this, this, and this, or I, I got to leave this relationship because he did this, this, and this, and you're trying to memorize all of this or remember all of these things that happened, write them down. Your mind will relax, I promise you, because you're giving yourself permission to let it go to quit replaying it over and over and let it go. So there's lots of reasons to journal. That one is a big one. Now, when let's go back to, to my situation. When I was journaling all of this and I'm writing all of this down and we're talking about the word narcissism, I was still convinced that he wasn't really a narcissist because I was convinced he could change. I hit that, that goal of I got to help him. 
I got to help him. I got to help him to change. I got to help him to see if I could just help him to see why, how he's hurting us and why what he's saying is hurting us. Then he will change. And they're telling me narcissists never change. So I poured everything, everything I had into helping this. I, what, what was the right book? What was the right words? What was the right attitude? What was the right time of day? And part of the reason I poured all of this into uh, making this change or helping him to change. So my aunt, I've got an aunt and she's divorced. And she asked me one day, she said, hey, if you walk away from this relationship right now, can you honestly say that you gave it everything you had, that you tried everything? And I couldn't. Like my answer right there that day was no, I can't say that. But you know what? If I'm going to walk away from this marriage, this marriage that was meant for life, this marriage that is for, we've got two beautiful boys from the marriage. If I am going to walk away from this marriage, then I have to give it everything I've got first. And then if I have to walk away, I can walk away holding my head up. So I poured everything I had into helping him. And I mean everything. I firmly believe that I was going to love this out of him. I wrapped my arms and my heart around him. You know, there was even a moment that we had this wonderful connection. He reached a point of opening up to me, telling me about all the abuse that he and his mother had suffered. He cried and I cried with him. It was a two-hour lunch we were at. And, and I thought, finally, finally, we've gotten through. Finally, we broke through that wall. He's opened up to me. He's telling me things I had never known. I felt closer to him than I ever had before. And I was so grateful that we'd reached this moment. It was a magical moment. Boy, was I ever wrong. Even before that conversation ended, the shift came. You know, I, I, he slammed that door to his heart right in front of my face with such an intense anger. It was like someone had flipped a switch. I was stunned. I could not even comprehend what had just happened. And, and I, I felt that switch happening. And I said, hey, honey, honey. I said, this is the closest I have felt to you in years. Please don't shut your heart back off. And he angrily looked at me and said, I don't even know what that means. And he stormed off. I was in complete shock. I cried the rest of that afternoon. I had made myself so vulnerable to him. I had opened my heart and laid it at his feet. And he stomped all over it. And, and I thought, I can't do this. I cannot continue pouring this much effort into all of this. You know, um, maybe they were right. Maybe he can't change. You know, after um, I still had tried all of these approaches and, and his words were still hurting me and the boys so much. Um, I'll give you a couple other examples. I, I took a weekend and went, you know what? We're going to go get a cabin in the woods. And I paid to have this cabin in the woods. He said, why don't we just use my dad's condo? And I said, no, no, I want a cabin in the woods. Just you and me, nobody else around. We're going to a cabin. So we did. And we had a great time. Like we, we did connect again. We did. I thought, okay, finally, he'd been complaining that I didn't spend enough time with him. So, so I thought, let's, let's take this time, just the two of us. And we came back though, nothing changed. You know, there was another time I took a week off of work. He uh, complained that I was never around. I, I did work in the evening some. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to take a week off. I didn't even tell him I was doing it. I took a week off of work. I was home every time he was home. I was home on his lunch breaks. I was home in the evening when he was home. I was home on the weekends. He simply continued his gaming addiction. You know, and then later in another circular conversation we were having, he complained I was never home. And so I told him, hey, two months ago, I took a week off of work to just stay at home with you. 
I said, do you remember that? He didn't even notice. He had not even noticed that I had done it. He said, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. And again, of course, circular, 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 circular. We just go round and round and round. But the point was, he never even noticed that I did it. You know, there was another time for a week, I decided to give him a hug every time I saw him. He had been complaining that I hug other people more than him. He had been complaining that I'm not, you know, not willing to give him physical attention. So I thought, all right, I'm going to hug him every time I see him. Maybe this will help. I'm not even sure he even noticed that either. You know, it, it didn't, nothing, nothing ever helped. Every attempt to talk to him was thrown back in my face. Everything was either my fault or our boy's fault. And the further this went, the more I read on narcissism, the more convinced I became that this was, was in fact what I was dealing with. You know, after the divorce, I was talking to our oldest son and I, I've apologized a hundred times to our boys, you know, over and over. I apologize for the environment that they grew up in. I apologize for my part in all of it. You know, I've apologized to him. I'm so sorry that this is what your childhood was like. In one of these conversations, my oldest son, he said to me, you know, I had just said, son, I'm so sorry. And he said, mom, stop. This was not your fault. And, and then he said something I'll never forget. He said, look, you did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. You did all of these things to try to fix this. And dad would not even do A. How is this possibly your fault? You need to let that sink in. If you are out there pouring everything, everything you've got into this, and you're running through this entire alphabet, maybe for the 10th time, and he won't even do A, it's not your fault. It's not your job. It's not your responsibility. And it's not your fault. You know, he's got a job in this too. He's got a part. He's got a responsibility. He's got a role to play. And if you are on that side of doing everything you've got, relax. Let that go. You're hanging on to breadcrumbs. If you're just hanging on, if he won't even do the first step, then you are hanging on to breadcrumbs. You've got to let that go. Simply walk away. Quit hanging on to those breadcrumbs and walk away. All right, I'm going to let you know I'm going to be gone for the next week. I do have something special set up for you, though. So for the next week, you've got two episodes coming. I have a YouTube channel that I started quite a while ago, and I don't have a lot on it, but I do have some good videos on it. And I'm enjoying podcasting so much more than the videos, so I'm going to stick with podcasting. But I want to share some of those videos here with you. So the next two episodes are audio from two of my most popular videos. One is a Q&A session that I did that's on parenting with a toxic partner. Parents, you know, if you're trying to raise kids with a covert narcissist, you're in a horrible situation. It's one thing when you have to save yourself, but it's quite another when you're trying to save your kids too. So that episode is, is coming this week. It's from my YouTube channel and it's a Q&A session that I did. The other is an episode that's titled, Shouldn't I Just Be Grateful That This Isn't Worse? That's, uh, again, it's a video that I did. We can easily compare our situations to others and decide that ours isn't that bad. And that, again, just makes us hold on more and more to those breadcrumbs. 
And so just because someone else is hurt, that doesn't mean your injuries don't matter. And take a listen to that episode. It's coming. You know, I, I appreciate so much you guys listening to these episodes. Hit that favorite button, that follow button, whatever's on your device. And uh, let's keep spreading this the word out to our world about covert narcissism. I hope you enjoy these next two episodes. I'll be back in one week. I wish you much peace on your journey of happiness. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G, as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.